Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Principal Correspondent with Information Security Media Group. Today we will be talking about CyberSOC and how recalibrated structure and tooling may help organizations balance the scale against advanced and sophisticated attacks. To discuss more on this, I have with me today Jagdeep Singh, CISO at Rakuten India. Welcome Jagdeep. Hello Suparna. Jagdeep, CSOC is probably the new buzzword going on in the market. In terms of technology being used, how is CSOC different from traditional SOC that we all know about? Good question Suparna. I would say it again depends on the definitions that a lot of practitioners talk about. Uh, what I see traditional SOCs as look at the perimeter protection where they look at devices which are exposed to internet or somebody can be reaching out via external mediums. While uh, CSOC if you see there is an entire defense in depth approach where there is a layered security involved. So as you know right now the perimeter is right now in points. So that's where the entire uh, scope changes and we talk about CSOC and when we talk about CSOC it's not related to only network or application attacks. It's uh, holistic in nature considering your endpoints, devices, hosts and a whole sort of stuff. So that's where the difference comes in where the volume and variety is most important consideration while we build a CSOC. Okay, so would you say that uh, machine learning and AI that we have been talking about, they are part of CSOC and not really part of SOC? Yeah, so if you see AI and ML approaches have been evolving over time. It's time right now we utilize those models and how it can help us to deal the volume and variety of attacks that we have. So in the initial SOC setup, if you see the scope was very limited. Right now with the digitization in the economy, the companies which are going to internet and there's the threat vectors have also increased a lot. Now in the context of that, once you have big data and once you have these stuff coming in, the volume of attacks is in thousands per minute. Now to ensure that we handle it, categorize it well, we prioritize it well, the analyst count cannot be increased to substantial numbers. So somewhere we need to apply these models and the important aspects of these models are they also learn from the knowledge base which we build in. So these ML and AI models fit into the traditional setup we have. We superimpose these models and come up with the right set of security alerts which the analysts can analyze. So that makes right now more sense and these models can sit at the network level, can sit at application level, can superimpose the SIEM that we have and can have the incident response built in, can have the dynamic knowledge database. So there's various other factors that can be implemented and solutions we can have via this ML and AI models. So that helps incident response effectively. So when it comes to implementation of CSOC, how do you think an organization should roll it out? So definitely that's a good question. The first and foremost important aspect is we, you need to model out threats. So in the context of that, you need to understand your assets, and then your attacks. So assets uh, include entire applications, network, infra that you have and you scope it out. So first important foremost is scoping. If non-priority asset is added, definitely there's a cost involved and you need to include that as part of your analysis and monitoring and response as well. So first important is to identify your crown jewels, which are the most critical assets of your organization. Then look from an attack perspective. So once you have those assets and then you look what kind of attacks I can have on those assets. It could be tampering of the data, it could be information disclosure, it could be spoofing, it could be uh, privilege escalation, 
could be a lot more different attacks. So once you have that kind of assessment done, so then comes out to be you categorize those attacks. So which are the category of attacks is most relevant to us. Basically in this world, if you see attacks would sustain, people would be attacking us, we cannot stop in whatever different ways. Mm. So the most important part is, am I compromised with that attack or not? So as long as I can identify those parameters in which I can get compromised, my attack vector gets very much filtered. I can filter it, I can fine tune it, I can ensure that my next steps in uh, information security monitoring can baseline on those aspects. Now, once you have this assessment done, then comes your prioritization. So, okay, I have the, can have this compromise based on these vectors. Now, what is the priority that I would give on each types of attacks which mm -hmm. get compromised? So, which is where it help, would help the analyst to respond towards this in a definite service level agreements. So, then after all this exercise, then you understand what kind of tools you need. But definitely, you need a traditional SIEM where you can involve a lot of data sources including your network, your applications, your hosts, your DNS, your uh, other Windows locks, Linux locks that can give you an entire profile of your organization. So uh, then you have a very important component right now is threat intelligence. So threat intelligence is not only your external threat intelligence which vendors or internet is at. We also have our internal threat intelligence built in. We should have, right? Because the threat context of an organization differs from organization to organization. So an organization should have its own internal threat intelligence which should feed into the correlation of these incidents. And when you see the incidents flowing in, when we look at it, it is react reactive way of thinking. Now when we move it to predictive, we should also see the vulnerability aspect. That's where your risk assessment comes into picture where it understands your threat and your vulnerabilities in the context of organization, whatever you have. So a predictive monitoring capability should also be built in while you think through the CSOC from year one to an year five maturity. So uh, once you have these aspects built in, the last and critical most important is your threat response. Now why I call it threat response, it includes, includes both incident and your potential incidents that can come into. So the right set of automations built in where you can auto-reject incidents which are irrelevant to you. And again, your ML and AI based approaches where it can understand and analyze your 10-15 parameters which analysis can be done by a standard analyst. It can auto-reject it. So a pool of alerts for the end analyst gets reduced. And that's where the most relevant alerts come into picture and the analyst can then respond. Again, we should not look at technology to resolve 100% of incidents. That can be never achieved, I would say. There would be some error factor which is where the analysts come into picture and they can verify and then respond. So that's where I would see then implementation of CSOC would look like comprehensively. Okay. So uh, given the structure that you said, so what does a typical toolkit of a CSOC look like? Yes, as I said, uh, we should have inbuilt SIEM where you should get data sources, again relevant data sources. Mm -hmm. Again, when you see network attacks, I don't say that you have, should have all network logs into your SIEM because the relevance is the key here in the times of volume and variety of attacks. So you should have threat intelligence 
it's not that you should buy an external tool and just rely on it. You should have mechanisms to build your own threat intelligence and definitely take feeds from an external threat vendor which they can provide. You should have vulnerability management. That data should be correlated with the same alerts that you have to build a contextual correlation which could help you in predictive attacks. That's one area. Other area is your threat response where you can have an IR solution which should be automated in a way which can handle different layers of attacks if you see from layer 4 through layer 7. For example, let's say layer 7 you have SQL injection, cross sites and all of that for So how can you have a tool where you can uh, on the fly analyze the attacks and respond it to a way where analyst doesn't need to spend a lot of time. And then on top of it, you can have an ML and AI based approach which could uh, help you in building a dynamic knowledge base, support in all other different functions which you can have to give an effective response. So that's where we actually handle this volume and variety. That becomes a key. You know, what are the kind of attacks CSOCs are most effective against, if you have to name a few? So, if I were to answer this question, basically, it's important to understand attack profile of an organization and what is the scope of monitoring that a CSOC would have. It all depends on that. So, let's say I'm having application and network as a scope on a high level and I'm excluding endpoint. So, an attack starting from an endpoint, the CSOC would not be able to monitor. So, leadership should understand and then the risk assessor should come in touch and make a comprehensive plan to scope the most important assets of your organization, basically your crown jewels. So, once that is done, then your risk assessment and your which has your threats and vulnerabilities come together and then make a overall plan. So, it depends because attacks, if you see, attacks would be myriad. And it all depends on the technology or the processes that you have in your CSOC to respond. So first and foremost important part is scoping and then based on that you have your risk assessment and you identify your vulnerabilities. So you be prepared with the potential attacks that can happen. It's not only the current set of attacks but this attacks could lead to other attack, then it could lead to other attack, all that uh, chain should be established. So as long as that is done, or you are still in a bit of a comfortable stage. Otherwise, a lot of CSOCs right now have to do a lot of groundwork to make sure that they understand the context. So it's not just put a security analytics or a SIM solution and that safeguards us. It, it will never happen. So because the business context changes and that's where your technology and your process should change and adapt to the context of the organization again. Okay. Jagdeep, what do you think, you know, how much are Indian organizations probably adapting to CSOC now? I hear people talking about adopting AI and machine learning into their SOC, but how much is it actually a reality? Yeah. So I would say a lot of talk, talk has already happened and a lot of organizations are right now assessing the value for this ML and AI based approaches. So it brings in some value, but again, it depends upon which layer of defense you want to apply and to what model works suits out to you best. So right now there is no single model that can apply to all attacks, all different layers it can provide. This process has to be well thought through. And when I say this, organizations are still exploring how best they can utilize these models and there's still a way to go. Okay. Thank you, Jagdeep, for sharing your thoughts on how organizations should implement CSOC. Thank you, Suparna. You were listening to Jagdeep Singh. For ISMG Nisha, this is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.